From activism to entertainment, health to nightlife, profiles and courage to travel, and so much more. This is the Jeff Hawker Show, LGBTQ news and lifestyle conversation for the Coachella Valley region. Here's Jeff Hawker. Welcome, everybody. Happy New Year. So great to have you with us today. And we're so excited about what 2021 is going to have to offer for all of us. New president, new vice president, and uh, lots of exciting things happening in the United States. So stick by us and we'll keep you abreast of what's going on. Uh, A new feature that I wanted to do is uh, a locally owned LGBTQ plus business that is owned and operated and is in the city of Palm Springs. Could be other cities, but this week I wanted to just mention Wabi Sabi Japan Living. And the reason I wanted to highlight them is they've opened a brand new store at 258 North Palm Canyon Drive. And it's on the corner right across from the Hyatt Regency, Bongo Johnny's and Coachella Valley Brewing Company. So it's right in the heart of downtown. And they've done a fantastic job of all their displays, everything you could possibly imagine from Japan. The website is wabisabijapanliving.com, so check them out. Our guest on the show today, we decided that it was a great opportunity to kind of look at a variety of different aspects of, you know, people who are LGBTQ, but this really applies to everybody. Uh, Trent Blanchard is an author, he's a life coach, and he's an organizer of your life. Um, so in the first segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the past year and and how we've adapted our lives mentally, physically, and uh, and work-wise. How you doing today, Trent? I'm well, Jeff, and how are you today? I'm doing great, and today you're coming to us from Dallas, Texas. That is, I am indeed. I am indeed. It's um... Are you there? Well, Trent, we'll be back with Trent. Trent got dropped off, so we're going to call him back. Um, Some of the other businesses I wanted to highlight also, uh, you know, the stay-at-home order has been lifted by the state of California. So we are still in Palm Springs. We're still in a purple tier, which means that there are still some restrictions. Um, But outdoor dining for restaurants is back, and I know a lot of them are slowly opening this week. And I think most of the restaurants like Trio and 849 and Tropical and all those actually will be opening this Friday. So check it out. Do some takeout and uh, make sure you support and shop locally. Yeah, so um, looks like we're going to get Trent in a minute. So if you can, um, you know, if you if you are excited about this reopening, I certainly am because I am tired of being at home and I am ready for a martini. <laughs> my, my favorite is Kettle One Martini with uh, straight up with blue cheese olives. Make that too, Jeff. Oh, there you are. There's Trent. He's back. <laughs> I am back. I'm uh, back are you having a weather I'm event in Dallas? <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately, um, well, fortunately, we are not. Um, it's sunny, but really chilly here. Um, but uh, it certainly beats the uh, the East Coast weather, which has snow, I believe. So, yeah. So, <laughs> when we were talking before the show, 
you know, one of the things that I wanted to highlight today is from what you've experienced, I mean, you've had a great opportunity this last year to be traveling around the United States, helping out friends, organizing their lives, and, 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 and how that helps you as well. So let's talk a little bit about some mm-hmm. of the things you've done to help other people, because I think our listeners could really gain some good experience from that. Sure, sure. So, you know, I am, my, my profession, I'm a human resources um, professional, um, and I've been, I work with companies to help them um, in the human resources capacity to be effective and efficient as possible. Um, I left uh, my last job at the end of last, uh, the beginning of last year, before the COVID uh, pandemic had begun. Um, and I needed some time off to myself. So I decided to, to go and visit some friends who had certain projects that they needed help with. Um, uh, to help them organize uh, and remove clutter that was getting in the way of whatever they wanted next. Was it to move into a new house? Was it to, um, you know, have a new office in their house, et cetera? So I began that, that journey of um, traveling for almost 10 months. Um, to your point, though, however, why I really what I loved about doing it, and I really, really was doing it for myself, is I love to help people. I love to support my friends. And also I love, love, love <laughs> to get people organize. I love order. And I love, um, I love taking, uh, making a peaceful space out of once where there was once chaos. Um, and I, because people just operate more effectively and efficiently, happier um, with things in, in their right place. And so, you know, through helping other people remove things, I actually gain things myself because I'm helping people that I love. Um, and also people feel much lighter after, which enables them to move um, more wholly into whatever they're trying to do next. You know, is it buy a new home or, again, is it create a new business or something that really is close to their heart? And I, I'm honored to be able to walk people through that process, which is not easy. Um, it's not easy for many people to let go of things. Well, and I'll tell you, it, it's really hard for most people, and I'm this way, AAA-type personalities have a difficult time asking other people for help. And, you, and you've mm-hmm. tapped mm-hmm. into a, a kind of an, an essence where you, you've reached out, they've reached out, and then all of a sudden it, you've come together. And, and it's been really gratifying. Mm-hmm. First of all, apologies for the barking dog. What we have learned in, in, a, in a COVID world is that <laughs> situations like that happen all the time. So I apologize yes. about that. No worries. Um, um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that I, I do enjoy doing it. I enjoy helping people. But the, the beautiful part is, is that I'm, ha- I'm able to, my background in psychology and so I approach every situation from a, from a psychological perspective. And I, when I help people, in this case, remove clutter or organize, what I'm really doing is I'm being very thoughtful about why they might have stuff to begin with and why they might not have been able to get rid of stuff. Um, uh, because a lot of times it, it, it brings attachment with it. Um, and through a process of talking and, and, um, and asking questions, I'm slowly but surely trying to help them identify that this thing is not really necessary, um, but maybe maybe a memory that's attached to it needs to be healed and or honored. Um, and so, actually, not only am I removing clutter, but I'm actually helping people along their along their journey of um, you know of becoming better, of becoming happier people. 
Yeah, yeah. When you, I think it was about a year or so ago, you helped me with some mic clutter, and you literally told me, okay, there's a trash bin here, and there's a save bin over here, and you're like, what about this? And you'd say trash or save, <laughs> and then you're like, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 that needs to go in the trash area. <laughs> <laughs> Because it is. We hold on um, to all of that stuff, and there is a lot of psychological that goes on with possessions. Indeed. And and my my philosophy is is that uh, how your your world looks is indicative of what's happening on on your world inside. And so, you know, if you're you're holding a lot of clutter out there in in your home, you know, what, what else are you holding on to that probably needs to be let go of within yourself? And so what I do my, when I do my organizing, which I love doing, um, I'm really helping people look at the things that they're holding on to that are holding themselves back internally about moving forward and truly being happy and being free. Um, it truly is. I just love doing it. And as you all know, because uh, we've done it together, um, it, it brings me great joy. And it also gets me really riled up, right? Yeah. But, you know, to your point, though, there are, like, there, there are four things that you should do with anything, right? If you have something, you ask yourself, do you love it? First and foremost, does it bring you joy? You know, does it make you happy holding it, having it, touching it? Um, if it doesn't, then you might want to consider letting it go. I don't mean throw it away. Maybe that is the option because it's so old and, you know, no one else could use it. But instead of throwing it away, maybe it's recycling it or it's um, upgifting it or, 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 or donating it to people who could enjoy it more than you do um, or who benefit, benefit it from, you know, more than you do right now. So it's like, you know, do I love it? Keep it. Do I not love it? donate it or throw it away. And I think if you ask yourself those questions, you will realize you don't really need a lot of stuff. Also, if you tell me, for example, that, you know, this blanket or this picture that you love so much, has so much attachment to it. Well, then what are you doing? Telling me that it's in the bottom of your closet where it's been for 10 years. Like, you know, is it, is, is what you're doing with it? Does that actually show you that it's really necessary and important to you? And if it is indeed, well, then let's put it out. Let's, let's frame it. Let's, let's make something else um, out of it so you will remember when you see that object, the thing that brings you joy. If it doesn't, get rid of it. I, I think, you know, Americans tend to like clutter. I don't know why. But, you know, rule of thumb has always been, like, so many people have storage units. And if you haven't used mm-hmm. something in a year's time, why do you still mm-hmm. have it? And why are you paying a monthly fee to a storage unit? Indeed. It's it, it, it just, I think, I think, I agree. I think Americans can be very materialistic um, and we want bigger, bigger, bigger. And yet we don't have space for bigger, bigger, bigger. So we actually yeah. get more space to store it and then we pay for it. It, it, it kind of defeats the purpose. I mean, I've known people who have had things in storage for years. Oh, but I paid a lot for that, a lot of money for that couch. Well, now it's outdated <laughs> and or is full of cobwebs and or you know, Bugs. spiders <laughs> and what's right. And what, what good is it doing there? You know, there are people in this world that would be so grateful to have a beautiful sofa at a Salvation Army or a thrift store, you know, where you're actually they're benefiting from from you and your generosity. It would just have sat in a, in a, in a storage unit otherwise. You know, it's not just it's, it's, a, it's a thing of actually of um, beauty when you actually can donate things that are, you're not using because they can be of service to someone who does not have what you have, um, who really could benefit from it. I mean, it, it, and I love it when I can actually help people think differently about getting rid of things. Um, you're, 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 you're passing them on. It no longer serves me. I'm now passing on to somebody else 
who cannot afford potentially what I paid for it. You know, imagine being walking through a, a thrift store and seeing a pair of shoes, you know, potentially that has a name brand on it that you've always dreamed of having um, that I no longer use. I'm going to donate it. Imagine that person walking down the aisle and finding them. I mean, the joy that it brings to them. It's pretty cool if you really think about it that way. You're not just throwing stuff away. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's interesting. You see these shows called, you know, that one show called Hoarders. Have you ever walked into somebody's place and it was that bad? I have. Um, I have. I mean, I like the stories that you don't, you know, you only hear about on TV. Um, when I was living in New York City, I, I had a, a, a friend who um, I'd known for a year, so we had built a relationship, and I and she had said that, you know, no one had been to her home in New York for like 10 years, and I was really shocked by that. And then she, you know, was able to, you know, soon tell me that is because she had a problem with things. Um, and so, you know, after a lot of discussion and, and talking with her, um, we, uh, she invited me over, and I literally opened the door to find a room full of things that only had a single path to the couch, into the restroom. Wow. Incredible. We're talking with Trent Blanchard. He's an author, life coach, and he loves to organize your life. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about depression and some of its root causes and what we can do to fix it. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on iHub Radio. Now, here's Jeff. We're discussing life in general. Uh, We want to talk a little bit about depression. We're talking with Trent Blanchard, who's an author, life coach, and organizer of all things in your life. You and I had talked a little bit about some of the depression that we had had last year. And I think it was just exacerbated by the COVID and stay at home orders. Um, You know, it was difficult for me to get out of it. And, you know, I know Mm -hmm. you were able to kind of get out of it based upon going from location to location and, and helping some of the people in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, um, it was a year like no other. Um, the, um, the, the power of, of the past year, although being extremely difficult, um, was it really, I think, showed us how we care for ourselves. Um, you know, uh, you know it, it is, it's, not, it's not in the past, by the way. It's still here, right? We, we have to look at, um, you know, how we're feeling. And, and if, it's, if, it's, if, we, if we are affected dramatically, of course, as everyone is, but like, if you really, if this can absolutely bring on depression, you know, it, it can trigger that, it can trigger loneliness, it can trigger sadness, and it can trigger a lot of things because we don't have the, the, um, the distractions that we normally have to not think and focus on those things. Um, so this is a super important time to see how you're treating yourself and what are you doing to yourself and with yourself um, when, you know, these things are coming up. Um, you know, 
it's interesting for many years, um, you know, in my early, my early adulthood, I didn't realize that I actually was depressed. I just thought everyone felt that way. And it, you know, for many years, I just knew that there was something, that there was something just sad about, about my experience. And so I actually, you know, turned to anything outside of myself to try to help with it. And I found a lot of like new thought churches in, in, this, in, my, in my example that really were so beneficial to me because they, they helped me get out of my own head and how to be focused on something that I prefer to focus on instead of my lack and the lack of all we have. Instead, we focused on, the, you know, the positivity and the abundance. But the interesting thing, that, though, about it, wonderful as it is, you know, one of the things that, that a lot of people say is that depression is when your depression happens when you focus on the, the past. Um, and what I had heard was depression wasn't real. And if it was real, it was because of my fault, because I was too busy focusing on my past. And interestingly enough, um, believing that for many years and not getting the professional help that I actually needed, um, I lost a lot of years of my life, I think, in, in living with that, that sadness and the depression. Um, only really, you know, 10 years ago was I ever really diagnosed with, you know, lifelong a, a depression. And, and I needed, I got, I got help for it, and I encourage people to, to get help right now if they need it. You know, much like a, a diabetic, you know, you can't blame yourself for being a diabetic. Uh, and you need to take medicine. It's the same same thing for for, for depression and um and, me- and mental di- you know di- conditions. Yeah, and it, it what I have felt is you don't quite know what it is. You have this feeling, like you wake up in the morning and you have this feeling. And, and trust me, four years of the Trump administration, really, every morning I woke up and I was like, what nightmare are we walking in today? But there's right. this feeling that you have and you're not sure what it is. And, and you, you know, I, one of the ways that I get through it is physical exercise. But mm-hmm. it, it, it was always yeah. tough for me. Every morning I was it was a struggle waking up and saying, yeah. you know, yeah. how what am I going to do with my day today? And I think you're right. I think the power of positivity really helps if, if you can, if yeah, you can I, tap I, into that. I, yes, it, it absolutely helps. And, you know, and when you have a condition, you have a condition, you can, you can talk, you, you can, you know, be positive up to your blue in the face It's really not going to solve for a chemical issue, right? And so, you know, if, if, if you're a positive person and you still can't seem to kick that, that thing, you know, for me, it was always, I felt like there was something over my shoulder. I always felt like there was just something that was stopping me from really um, being fully present and being happy. And so it, and it looks different. It feels different for everyone. You know, some people, it's a cloud over their head or just having being lethargic. Um, it's important to identify that and to, you know, reach out and get help about it. I think one of the most courageous things that we can do is to know where we need help. You know, it takes courage to ask for help, you know, because we're we're making ourselves vulnerable. And yet, you know, what's the alternative? You know, living, you know, with sadness, depression, which we could potentially um, not have any longer. So, you know, these are the times that we really need to be careful that we are being gentle with ourselves, that we are asking for the help that we need. um, And, um, and also know that this too shall pass. Well, and what I've seen a lot on social media is that substance abuse kind of groups together. You know, people keep posting, oh, I've gained 20 pounds, oh, I've gained 30 pounds, I'm drinking way too much. 
and I feel depressed. And it's like they all kind of group together. So, um, indeed. Mm -hmm. uh, So, uh, it it actually makes it makes sense if you actually think about it, Um, because one of you know, I think that when when one is depressed, um, you will do anything that you can to to get out of it. I mean, people may not even know what's going on, but they just they do something to look for something that they think will enable them to feel different. I have a couple of resources. Addiction. Yeah, I have a couple of resources that people can go to: uh, thecenterps.org, jfsdesert.org, or desertaidsproject.org. All three of them offer counseling, and some of them are on sliding scale. Uh, when we come back, we'll get some tips and tricks on how you can get out of depression and how do you can change your life. With Trent Blanchard, you're listening to the Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. Live from Palm Springs, the Desert City's A to Z on LGBTQ. This is the Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. Well, I wanted to let everybody know the iHub Network's Lucy and Ethel, that's Jimmy and Jeremy on The Hangout. They are live in the morning, Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 a.m. And then encore performance each weekday from 8 to 10 p.m. So check it out. And also, if you want to find out about the entire schedule at iHub Network, you can go to iHubRadio.com. We are in discussion with uh, Trent Blanchard, who, God, we've been friends for a long time. I think probably about 20 years. It's amazing. I'm not that old. I know. <laughs> um, I want to give those resources. Yeah, it has been a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we were talking about depression before the uh, break, and I want to give those resources again. The centerps.org, jfsdesert.org, and desertaidsproject.org. And again, all three of them do do counseling and do it on a sliding scale, and they, they take most insurances as well. So... It, it, when it relates to depression, to depression, how, what are some things that you, the average person, can do to help guide themselves out of it? That's a really tricky question. <laughs> um, you know, um, you probably heard Einstein had made a made a, a statement years ago. Obviously, I'm going to bastardize it, but it says basically the level of thinking that gets you into a problem is not the same level that will get you out. Um, so the first thing to do is just identify something's off, you know, plain and simple, something's off. Um, you know, yes, you can try to focus on the positive, which of course I would want people to do focus on their, their abundance, not their lack, but, you know, just really be honest with yourself is, you know, is something not right? And if it isn't, then, you know, start talking to people, talk to your friends, talk to your, your, your confidants, your loved ones. Say, you know what? I'm a little concerned something's not right. Um, it's okay to say that. It's okay to be honest and just acknowledge it. And so you can actually, only when you acknowledge something, can you actually do something about it. Well, and I would probably add to that, make sure that if you're talking and asking for help, that you go to somebody who will listen. You know, so, mm-hmm. so often in our everyday lives, people will say, oh, how are you doing? And they don't want to hear all the mess that you're going mm-hmm. through. And, and you can tell mm-hmm. when they check out. 
And so make sure that, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're with somebody that really feels your pain. You have a master's degree in spiritual psychology. Can spirituality and maybe your higher power play a role in that as well? Without a doubt. I think, um, you know, I, I know for myself that when I, um, there, there are times where it's my lack of connection with a higher power that I call my, you know, my beloved. It's, it's when I don't connect with my, my higher power, my, my higher self, is when I can um, start to feel off. So, you know, I, I can kind of identify when it's just a lack of connection to something bigger than I um, versus what I think that I might need to go get my meds adjusted, right? Um, it's so important to have a, uh, in my opinion, to have a belief in a higher power. And you might want to, some call it God, some call it, you know, uh, sky, some call it, you know, their creator, you know, their beloved, so many names for it. Um, some people get, find God in, in nature. Some people find God in, in music. Find and reach, search out for things that you that bring you that connection, um, because when we cut ourselves off from that, that can be, um, without a doubt, a way that we have shut off the the flow of energy um, and the flow of joy that we really need in our lives. You know, it's interesting. You know, I know when I, especially during during the time of COVID, let's say at home orders, um, it is so difficult being inside. Because, uh, so get out, like go out, literally just go out to your yard. If you can't go any further, go to your yard and look at the, look at nature, look at life, you know, look at a tree, look at the grass, look at a bug flying by. Um, because what that does is, first of all, it invigorates you, A, it puts you in a different situation, B, but also it really helps you come back to the present moment um, and focus on where, where, where we are in this very second moment versus where we were five minutes ago and or where we could be in 10 minutes. Yeah, one of the techniques I heard is when you wake up in the morning, do not turn on the TV and be bombarded by the news programs. Get up, walk outside, walk your dog, or go exercise because that sets the tone for the rest of your day. Indeed. You know, Jeff, I mean, I think that you know this, but I have not watched news. Um, I have don't watch TV. I watch TV. I don't watch news. Um, I had nor have I for many years. Um, and people say, well, how can you be, how can you be, you know, knowledgeable of what's going on? You know, we'll, we hear about it, right? I don't need to see it. And also a lot of news programs are only focused on the negative or um, what they want to communicate to you. Um, I, you know, there's been a lot going on in the past couple of months, clearly, um, and I'm, I'm actually shocked to see actually after the fact, I mean, did that really happen? Um, but I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm attached to that because I have enough stuff going on within, my, within me. Um, and I'm a conscious person and I'm an aware person and I'm a, a person that believes in conviction and, you know, in, in doing with the right thing. Um, but I have to do that within myself, looking at people on the screen, t- minute in, minute out, um, bringing me to a place where I don't want to go externally doesn't serve me. And it doesn't serve a lot of us. You know, we will know what we need to know um, and we will we'll, we'll, we'll behave and react accordingly. And how does being bombarded constantly all day and especially up to the time we go to bed affect our sleep? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
what all you're going to be doing is replaying. By the way, people that watch news all day, I'm always fascinated because, and I know you know this, you know, you watch CNN all day, they have 10 different um, reporters, right, in a day. They all say the same exact story. It's just a different person saying it, right? And so what you're going to do is then you're going to go to bed and then you're going to hear that tape again, right? It's no longer them, however. It's now you basically saying the same thing, focusing on the same subjects, getting frustrated and upset about the things that you had been all day. Why? Why would you, why would you do that to yourself? You know? And, people, and I, I firmly believe one of the most important things that all of us individually can do for the state of the world, and it is crazy right now, is get, find peace within ourselves so we can then not bring any more hatred or um, negativity into the world. Because I believe that we all can make a difference, you know, one at a time. And if you have the ability to stay Stay positive. Focus on the good things. Again, not saying, not assuming, that, assuming that you don't have physical depression, then you are going to be bringing a much, much lighter energy into the world, which can only help. One of the ways that I feel connected is I love to garden. Uh, kind of my philosophy is when I stick my hands in the earth. I feel connected to the planet, which I don't when I'm just driving around and, and being part of my day. But when I stop and sit down and kneel and, and dig my hands in the dirt and plant flowers or whatever, I feel more connected with the world as we know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is wonderful. And believe it or not, there are people that, have not really figured out and spent time figuring out what is that thing that makes them feel connected. You know, you, you know, for, for me, it's music. Um, for you, it's gardening. Um, if we, if people listening to this don't know what that thing is, then you need to do some, some investigation. You need to do some work to say, what is that thing that when I do it, I lose all sense of time. What is it when I do it? It actually brings me to a, a place of, of peace, of neutrality. Um, because that's what you should be doing for yourself regularly, for you, if not for anybody else. Well, I think any change that you make in your life, it has to be very conscious, but is it important to also do something gradually? I mean, if, if you abruptly change something, how does that affect your psychology? Um... I mean, there, of course, there's like quitting smoking or quitting drinking, but, right. you know, it, for me, like one of the things that I found in the last year going through all of this is I realized there was some toxic people in my life that I needed to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't just, for me, I couldn't just dramatically get rid of them. I had to gradually ease them out of my life because some of these people were long-term friends or long-term business associates but i Mm -hmm. when you have a lot of time to think which we all have had you're like what is this person actually bringing to my life (laughs) Mm -hmm. well and 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 indeed what if if nothing else the last year i hopefully albeit painful for many of us is that we've evaluated everything in our lives you know at this point in time, if anybody has a cluttered closet, <laughs> there's no reason for it, <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it, and that, that's on the physical. 
So if, if, if you have yet not looked at the areas that bring you sadness and or hurt, um, then it's time. Because if you're not going to do it now, there's, never, there's no time probably that you will ever do it. This is an opportunity, if you want to look at it that way, of getting your house in order. You That's know, very true. Really doing the work. And when you say getting your house in order, you mean all of it. It's like physically, mentally, your space. Financially. It, yeah, yeah, financially. Everything. Yeah, I yeah. think I think a lot of people are looking at, oh, you know, this is so depressing as far as not having as much work and all that kind of stuff. But it is an opportunity to, to look at different goals that you may have in your life and maybe change them. Mm-hmm. And by the way, to answer your earlier question, I think that um, to make change, um, I think it's important to make it successful and achievable and also consistent long you know long long term is to make your make make your goals attainable you know um if you want to lose weight you know because maybe put on some covid weight you know i don't want you to say that you're going to walk every day for you know three hours you know i would say what would a more realistic goal for you maybe it's three maybe it's three days out of the week for 30 minutes Make it achievable so when you actually are able to do it, then it actually inspires you and motivates you to do more. Uh, don't set yourself up for failure because that will only, only exacerbate where you currently are right now. Uh, are you a, a, a fan of people keeping journals? I think that writing is, is extremely powerful in whatever form you do. Um, how I look at it is I would rather, um, this is from my, my point of view, um, I think journaling is a, is a great, or writing things out is a great way to get rid of the clutter that's in your mind. I, I don't, for example, I don't like write down what, I, what happened yesterday. I, I don't journal about what happened yesterday. But instead, in the morning, what I will do at times, I'm very much in alignment with the book, um, uh, the, the artist's way is just right in the morning just to get the crap out of my head that will get in the way of me having a truly productive day. We're in discussion with Trent Blanchard, who is an author, life coach, and organizer of your life. He also has written a book, Triple A's for the Soul, Your Pathway to Personal Freedom. We'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. And you're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on iHub Radio. Now, here's Jeff. We're in conversation with Trent Blanchard. He is the author of Triple A's for the Soul, Your Pathway to Personal Freedom. Um, I have to read this because this is a great quote. This is from Dr. Sharon Stroud who is the co-founder of the Interfaith Ministries Worldwide. Triple A's for the Soul truly lives up to its title. Trent graphically takes us on a journey of self-exploration, learning a new way of being in the world with a higher vibratory frequency. 
And mm-hmm. I, I can just see her saying that too. <laughs> she, she, yeah, I love I love Sharon. She's special. She's yeah. one of those people that's that I find is just really connected. And I've gone to her mm-hmm. ministries a few times. Uh, it's over at the um, Palm Springs Cultural Center on Bristow. Mm-hmm. So, and by, by the way, all of her all of all of her things, by the way, are also um, of course online now. And talk about talk about an inspiring. Um, aspiring, charismatic person. Dr. Stroud is, is truly a special person. Yeah. So you t- in your book, you talk about 12 steps to self-awareness and personal freedom. I mean, give us, mm-hmm. give us some insight on what you were thinking when you put this book together. Well, it's interesting because, um, which of course you probably are aware of, remember many years ago, but I, I wrote for a local uh, magazine in in the Coachella Valley, and I wrote a um, uh, article regularly. So every two weeks, I wrote an article about you know what wellness, life, spirituality, um, healing, etc. And after doing it for almost two years, I would always get the readers would email me saying, you know, thank you so much for sharing this. I really wish that um, you know I had this at my fingertips to remember. You know these these lessons or these these action steps or these these things to think about and so i actually began to think about that like well i have all this material out there why don't i put something together compile them together in an order that makes sense that was very reflective of how i do coaching on an individual basis one-on-one and then i put together this process the 12 chapter 12 um step process of helping um people get out of the get out of the rut remember when real dep- when depression, chemical depression is not involved, then this kind of book can help you out. Um, it just helps you evaluate, look at your life, um, and see what's working and not working, and then gently um, begin a journey of making changes. So uh, give us a couple of the steps. Let's talk a little bit about the beginning steps, because this is a new year, and I think people kind of need – some tips and tricks on how to kind of go on that new life and, you know, find personal freedom. I mean, I, I, I think mm-hmm. your whole story about removing clutter from people's lives, I think the clutter and the cobwebs that we have in our mind is the thing that keeps mm-hmm. us back the most. Indeed. Indeed. And, and again, I think the, how you, your life looks on the outside Probably can will be a little indicator of if something's if something's off on the inside, right? Um, you know, in, in the first step, we all should be doing, regardless of who you are, where you are on your journey, is breathe. <laughs> the simple act of breathing, consciously breathing, can can change our lives, right? And that is really being conscious of the air that we bring into our body, and then the air that we release from our body. By being truly with our breath, if you think about it, we can't be somewhere else in our mind. You know, I think that, uh, I don't know who said it, but, you know, two things, two, two things cannot occupy the same space, right? So if you're focused on your breath, then, then negative energy or negative thoughts cannot be truly present. It's either one or the other. So the first step I encourage you to do is learn how to deeply breathe. Um, and it's, it's easy uh, it's easy to do, but it's not easy to remember to breathe, as crazy as that sounds. Well, and going back to our resources, the center, the LGBT Community Center of the Desert, they have classes in meditation. 
mm-hmm. you know, yeah. which, which is, yeah, is all about mm-hmm. breathing deeply and, and getting with one with yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Meditation and, and breathing, by the way, conscious breathing is a form of meditation. It is just a form to bring you within, um, teaching you how to quiet the mind, which is our biggest enemy. And then um, just sitting with whatever comes up for us and being gentle with it and then simply releasing it like a cloud that floats by in the sky. We've got a couple minutes left. How about step two? Oh, Jeff, it's been so long. You know what it is. Um, I, I think the first, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think breathing, I think breathing was the first one. I think that I, I want to say that the second one was kind of really knowing who you truly are, um, getting back on a process of, evaluating the beliefs that you still hold on to that are not in alignment with, with the, 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 with the, the, the spiritual being, the child of God, whatever you want to call God that we are. Um, I think we need to identify what are those irrational core beliefs. See where here is irrational core beliefs that we picked up along the way, either we created or we picked up by someone saying it to us, but they're irrational core beliefs that are not working for us that, that take us out of the truth of who we are as as perfect just the way we're made and it's really helping us i remember remember the truth remember the word means to put back together remember and so we need to learn how to remember who we truly are and whose we truly are um that's the that's really one of the first steps i think all of our all of our problems in life come from us forgetting that very truth well trent i have so many personalities i don't know which one is the truth (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's interesting, actually, that you say that because, you know, in, in my coaching, I, we work with those personalities. You know, we identify who they are and we give them names. So you then start realizing, I know you, I know you just, but so you actually start realizing and identifying different voices in your head. doesn't mean you're crazy. We all have them. But it then actually shows you that, wait a minute, if that person, that person within me is doing it, that means it's not me. And it begins to, you look differently at your voices. Yeah, it's just exactly. voices. It's just it's just it's just chatter, you know. And it helps to identify. And, and you know, and a, psychologically, it's called a, you know, you're you're stalking it. You're identifying. It. You're you're putting a putting a name to it. Yeah. Wow. Very powerful stuff. Uh, but a great Indeed. way to start the new year. You know, it gives you Indeed. food for thought and 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 how to move on to a better life. You know, let's not get stuck in the COVID haze. Let's move on. Yeah, because you know what? Regardless, if we do, I mean, if we get stuck or not, ain't gonna change anything. <laughs> so let's own it and let's run with it and let's, you know, let's let's set an intention to to do actions that serve us and that help us and and um, get help if we need it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today, Trent. We'll have you on again. Trent is the author of Triple A's for the Soul, Your Pathway to Personal Freedom. It is available on Amazon. So get your copy. Thank you, Trent, and have a good time in Dallas. We'll see you soon in Palm Springs. Thanks, Jeff. You've been listening to The Jeff Hawker Show. Stay tuned for The John McMullen Show following the news. Breaking this afternoon, Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco and his family have tested positive for the coronavirus. John will be joined by Christopher Damien from the Desert Sun with all the details. We'll see you soon, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Jeff Hawker Show. 